Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening. Today, I'm going to be discussing Rutgers basketball hitting rock bottom with a 61-46 loss at home to Penn State. So let's go ahead and get started. On this week's version of the My Team is Awful podcast, alternately known as Jersey Guy Sports, Rutgers basketball is up. Rutgers basketball lost to Penn State on Wednesday night, a team that is under 500. Penn State at home, 61 to 46. Rutgers lost to what is not a very good Penn State team and also a Penn State team that was without their leading scorer at home by 15 and looking every bit as awful as you would think in the process. It was just a dreadful game to watch, and it is embarrassing to Rutgers fans, to Rutgers coaches, and hopefully to the university, because this is not the direction that this basketball team needs to take, um, and it is a sort of milestone uh, showing that we have hit rock bottom as a basketball program, you know, under the Pikeville era, I would say. And that may be taking it a little too far, but if you're looking at the last five years, this is certainly the worst this team has been under Pikeville. Now, when Pikeville took over, this team was a lot worse. And, you know, that's because the previous regimes had driven this basketball program into the dirt. So Pikeville did everything he could to get this program up and running. And the program has been great. And next year, it's going to be really good with our two spectacular recruits coming in um, and a few others. But this year has proved absolutely awful. And we had sort of late portal losses by Paul Mulcahy and Cam Spencer. Uh, we obviously lost Defensive Player of the Year, McConnell. And, and we just simply have not had players, apparently, that can replace them. Even though we have new incomers like Gavin Griffiths and J. Mike, who again played well last night. The team cannot seem to function like a normal functioning basketball team for whatever reason this year. And, and I don't know why. And it's something that has to be addressed immediately. It was essentially Groundhog's Day, again, for Rutgers. Again, Rutgers couldn't shoot from three-point land. They were one for 17 from three. Fucking one for 17. What kind of fucking team shoots one for 17? I mean, honestly, swear to God, not exaggerating. If I took 17 shots from three-point land, I could hit one of them. Seriously. And I'm like a really short, terrible basketball player. I guarantee you, if I took 17 shots from three-point land, I could hit one of them. One for 17. Again, Rutgers missed tons and tons of free throws. They were 11 for 22. And it's just, it's fucking maddening. If you're sitting there in the game when it's close and whatever, you, you make a good offensive play and you drive and you get fouled. Maybe, of course, they don't miss make the shot. But, you know, you have two free throws and you miss both free throws. Austin Williams did that. Or it's a front end of a one-on-one and Hyatt one and misses the front. It's maddening. It's fucking maddening as a Rutgers fan to watch these goddamn games. Missing from three. Missing from free throws. Again, they were out-rebounded. And to me, that uh, drives me bonkers. Watching teams get additional possessions 
and then score on them. 38 to 29, Rutgers was out rebounded by Penn State, and it drives me nuts. And by the way, they turned the ball over 20 goddamn times, 20 friggin' turnovers. It, it was just, I'm watching the game, and you're watching them make stupid pass after dumbass pass. Amorgi over and over fucking tried to pass out of double teams into nothing. You had so many ridiculous bad passes. We don't have a goddamn point guard on this team who can actually do stuff, except for maybe J. Mike. And I got to say, J. Michael Davis had another good game along with Gavin Griffiths once again. And that was the bright side for Rutgers. For the second game in a row, J. Mike and Griffiths were the two best Rutgers players and they're freshmen. And that is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's great for next year because if our better players <clears throat> are only freshmen this year, which they are um, at the moment, and that bodes well for, you know, the future because, you know, we can replace the bad players with good and have our better players, you know, get more experience. Not that J. Mike and Griffiths were great, but, you know, next to the truly awful performance of most of the rest of the team, they were really, really good. So the good and the bad is it was great for the future years. It's terrible for this year since the rest of the team was just obviously putrid again, again. Amori, all of eight points, <clears throat> took only five shots, got double teamed most of the game, didn't really work to get himself open or pass back quickly. Sometimes he gets the ball in the low post, and I feel like he waits to get double teamed, and then sometimes he has trouble getting it out of there. Like, sometimes you get the ball back, you take a step, you don't have anything, you quickly pass it back out and beat that double team. As the guy's coming into double team, you pass out to the guy he left, right? Because he's open, you know? You, you can't have, you know, two guys covering one person and have the rest of the guys covered. Obviously, someone else is open. Bottom line is, Amori had a terrible game again, did not shoot free throws well again. Um, I mean, he was two for three, but he missed a big one. Front end of a one-on-one. Um he doesn't shoot the ball enough. Derek Simpson, again, again, uh, I, I don't know what it is with him. I thought he was going to rise up this year and really be a good player. He's gone the other way. He really, really, really has not had a good season. Um, he was one for seven shooting. Simpson's got to be better than that. I mean, he was 0 for 4 on three-pointers. Everybody sucked balls on three. Um, he even missed two free throws as an 85% free throw shooter, you know, missing two free throws in a game just sucks. So he, he was poor. He was really not good. Not good at all. Um, who else was terrible? Andre Hyatt. Fucking Andre Hyatt is the bane of my existence. And I'm sorry, guys. I know that he scores and I know that he's probably our leading scorer for the year, but he is so goddamn overrated. I cannot even tell you. I do not like his play at all. He occasionally gets in these streaks where he scores some and he, he does carry the team a little bit. But they're so few and far between. And there's so many games like there was on Wednesday night against a terrible, terrible Penn State team where he was just awful. Just terrible, terrible, terrible player. I, he basically, he was one for four. He had one sequence where he missed a layup. Then got a then got a wide open three like twenty seconds later and missed that like and it was not even close like not halfway down out like hit the clanked off the front of the rim like wide open shots that are missed is not the sign of a good player everybody misses shots everyone has bad games but anyone who's paying attention to Andre Hyde and tells me this guy is a consistent good player is not watching what I'm watching because I am telling you he is not that good and it drives me nuts he had so many chances. 
in the game yesterday to kind of turn the tide, missed a fucking layup, then missed a wide open three, and it drove me nuts. Just drives me nuts. What mag? I don't know what's happening with him. He looked like he was going to come back and be so good. Zero points. Zero points. 0 for 3 on you know from the floor. And and only you know, 0 for 1 from 3 points because everyone's 0 for 1. And another one that drives me nuts is Noah Fernandez. I, I swear to God, 0 points for him. 0 for 4 from the field and 0 for 2 from 3. Just terrible, terrible for Noah Fernandez. Just terrible. What, what are you going to say? I mean, our two best players were Gavin Griffiths, who had 11 points, or Michael Davis, who has 10 points. And, and you know, that's, as I said, good and bad. It's frustrating as hell. The rack was packed. It had this cool thing in the stands where they were doing the striped sections, you know, like you see some teams doing football games. It was just a game that was annoying as crap as a Rutgers fan to watch. I'm telling you. It was one of the more frustrating games you could ever see as a fan. Watching Cliff turn the fucking ball over so many times wanted me to bang, made me want to bang my head. Everyone turned the ball over. It's just, it's very, very, very hard after having a number of good seasons in a row of Rutgers basketball, seeing the team regress as they are this year. And I think essentially from here on out with the lost season, I think it's time to play Jermichael Davis and Gavin Griffiths as much as we can for the rest of the season. Play them a lot. Let's see if they're any good or not. Um, and just get them as much possible experience as they can get this year. So that next year when it matters, you know, they're a little more experienced. I don't want to see, you know, Gavin Griffiths with eight minutes of playing time off the bench kind of thing. Like start Griffiths and let's see what he does, you know. I don't want to see Michael Davis with, you know, 9, 11 minutes off the bench. Put these guys in the starting lineup. Play them all the time, every time. Get them good minutes. I don't need to see these other parts. I don't need to see fucking Noah Fernandez, all right? Keep his ass on the bench and have him come in once in a while. See if he can do anything, you know, to hurt us. As much as I love Mag, he has not been playing well. He's just not. And he's taking up playing time for people that need to be developing. And if Matt can't be any better than he's been now, then I, I don't know what to say. I mean, he's one of our better defensive players, but he's not really helping us when he's on the court a lot. And it's just, um, I don't know. It's sad. It's some its, it's some sad stuff. Wolfolk has kind of re- recessed into the background. I mean, he had 11 minutes of playing time, you know, off the bench. Mag had 15 uh, Austin Williams, who generally has been pretty good for, for Rutgers, had another really bad game, but he had 19 minutes. I just, I don't need to see these people that much. I want to see Griffiths and Davis more, and I think they need to continue to do that. Um, and if there's a way that we can develop Derek Simpson, because he seems to have the tools, but just it's not working for him, maybe Peichel needs to hire someone to run the Rutgers offense or something, because we don't have a cohesive offensive team at the moment. Something has to change. Something has to get better. I am frustrated as hell, and I imagine most Rutgers basketball fans are frustrated as hell as well. And um, that's it. I mean, hopefully there is going to be better times on the horizon. We know next year is going to be spectacular. If we could bring on, you know, the 2024 start of the season for Rutgers basketball, let's do it now because I can't wait to see Ace Bailey, and, and I can't wait to see Dylan Harper and uh, Somerville and the rest of the recruits. Um it's just going to be a spectacular electric atmosphere. Um, as bad as Rutgers is this year is as good as they're going to be next year. So I can't wait for that. But 
you know, all I can see right now is what's in front of my face. And, and let me tell you, it ain't pretty. And that's it. That's all I got for you today. Thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. I'll be back soon with some more sports. Thanks. Have a good day.